I became a music fan, I mean the, the much documented thing is the Travis album and that's the first album I bought and that made me want to play music myself but the first massive, the massive thing that got me into music was seeing Michael Jackson at Wembley Stadium, I was about four so I can't remember a lot of it but but my sister and I, when we were young, we just loved Michael Jackson and we'd, we'd, my dad's got all the home movies of us doing the dances and things like that and pretending that we're Michael. And that was the first thing that I really loved. And then one Christmas, a few years later, my, my nana bought me a Beach Boys Greatest Hits cassette tape because <laughs> that's what it was back then. But um, And I absolutely loved it. And I, I, my favourite was Surfing USA. And I even got my, my friends into it. So it's like these like seven-year-old girls and in, in like primary three or something listen to the Beach Boys which is quite cool when you think about it but then the album The Man Who was the, the first album that made me actually want to make music myself. Master Rock and Roll was a song that I wrote um, about being yourself and, and not feeling that you have to fit in anywhere because I mean being at school and then and then seeing things going around you there's always this there's always people always going to groups at school and, and you get people that, that are in a group like, I mean, there was people that were in a group of friends with me, but then they always want the ones that are the so-called popular ones. But the popular ones are always the ones that everyone hates anyway. So you just, but you get the ones that just, they just want to be in that group so that everyone thinks they're popular. And it's just something that's really stupid. And, and I thought, well, you could be missing out on amazing opportunities because you're too busy trying to be somebody else just to fit in with people that you don't even like. So it was just, overall, it's just, you don't need to fit in anywhere. You can be yourself and, and you'll meet people that, like you for who you are and, and you'll achieve amazing things if, if you just be yourself. within my songs I mean just listening to what people's comments have been I think there's kind of scope to just get from them whatever whatever you like it's not like um, I'm ramming a, a certain this is what this song's about down people's throats I mean because so many people have said to me oh I feel that song's about this and I'll, I'll say to them well from my point of view it isn't but that's great that you can take that out of that song I think that having simple songs but with catchy melodies and, and lyrics that actually mean something it means that people can actually think about them for themselves and, and take what they want from them I mean my song Mr Rock and Roll was a song I wrote just purely about being yourself and, and not feeling you have to fit in anywhere but then even just being on the internet and getting messages from people so many like people have said oh this is me and my husband's song because we just it means as soon as we both heard it we thought it was about us and things like that and then when I was doing a gig in London um, some uh, I got a, a little note passed to me before I went on stage saying um, there's this couple here and, and they heard that song and just made them think of themselves and it's actually going to be their wedding song so can you dedicate it to them so it's brilliant that so many different people feel different things from my songs and I think that's probably why it connects with people so much This Is The Life is just a basically in the end of it it's just about friendship really I mean I wrote that song after a night out with my friends and it was just a, a normal night out we'd, we'd went to a gig we just had a great time and, and the next day I just thought that was brilliant everyone's beaming everyone's getting on and I just thought that's really what's important in life and 
and we had a great time and, and with the people that I love and the people that care about me and I thought it's brilliant this is a life and, and wrote that song about it oh, the wind whistles down the cold dark street tonight and the people they were dancing to the music vibe and the boys just the girls with the girls in the hair while the shot to men who just sit way over there and the songs they get louder each one better than before and you're singing the songs thinking this is a life and you wake up in the morning and your hip is twice the size where you're gonna go I saw the film um, Ray about Ray Charles and um, I was just after I watched that I was like it's the same thing except Ray Charles Ray Charles well sorry Pete Doherty's the modern day Ray Charles as and they went through exactly the same thing and it's like history repeating itself and I just thought well he's managed to get through it let's hope Pete can get through it and then I just I thought I'll write this song about it and I just wrote the song and, and people say oh it's, it's about how much you hate Pete and I'm like I don't hate him at all the song is from my point of view please stop all the poisonous stuff and write a brilliant song and we'll all dance the night away to it and, and simple as that that's that's what I'd, what I'd love him to do Some kind of Today is um, it's a funny one. It's it's one that people have, have criticised a lot. So, you know this this rubbish like teen rallying song, but it is nothing like that at all. I actually wrote that's the oldest song in the album. I wrote it when I was fifteen, and it started. It's it's a bit of a joke really, because it's it's a really stupid story that goes along with it. But we were we were painting my, one of my best friend's rooms one summer, so we were in there and three teenage girls painting the walls, and when you have the obligatory fight of of paint at the start so we had like handprints on our faces and paint all over our clothes because we're throwing at each other so we'd got over that bit and then we were painting and then I was like right there's no paint left so we, we lived two minutes from from the, the, the DIY shop so we, we, we thought there's no point in changing or going for a wash because we're just coming going to come back here and do this so we walked along and you get everyone in the car looking at us like we're idiots because like three teenage girls covered in paint with like paint coloured jogging bottoms on and things like that so we went into the shop and we were just looking along the, the line of, of all the colours and suddenly this, this elderly man comes around the corner and starts screaming at us, like shouting at us, like, how dare you, how dare you? And the three of us are just like, <sighs> like rabbits in the headlights, what, what have we done, what have we done? And then he goes away and he comes back with a shop assistant and stands in front of us and says, them girls have been opening them tins of paint, throwing it in themselves, having fights in the middle of the aisle. And then... The girl kind of looked a bit confused and, and then my friend was like, well, we're good at cleaning up then, aren't we? If we've managed to do that and clean up within two minutes. And then he just looked at me. He's like, yeah, they've been doing that. And the girl, because we're young, it's that typical thing, all oh, the young ones must be lying. And I just looked at him. I mean, he was probably about 60 years older than me. And I just looked at him and I said, you know you're lying. We know you're lying. How can you stand there and do that? And he, he couldn't say anything to me, he said nothing to me and we just left. And then my friends, we were just we were walking home, we were just laughing and, and we were thinking, we were just like that that poor old man, he's probably had dealings with, with people that are our age that have 
probably been horrors and probably been there writing graffiti and things like that and he's just tarred everyone with the same brush and, and we were just joking and we'll probably go home tonight and go all oh, the youth of today I was never like that it's, it's all their fault and things like that and we just joked and, and my friends like oh you may should write a song about it and I did and, and it's not any teen rallying call it's not to say oh we're the youth of today for us it's, it's just a simple song about how how an old man like that will go home and say the youth of today whereas we weren't actually doing anything wrong album was actually all finished all recorded and I went to see the Killers play in Glasgow and they just put on one hell of a show and it was it was amazing I'd taken my friend with me and we were like oh my god that was brilliant we loved it and the next day I remember just sitting in my house just looking out the window I was just thinking about that gig and I didn't there's no really there's not really any meaning behind run it's just a song that I wrote that I thought the Killers could sing because I had all their songs going through my head and I wrote that thinking I'm going to write a killer song and that's what came out and, and I think that listening to it I think that um, it probably it probably wouldn't sound too weird if, if Brandon Flowers and Cole performed it and, and that's the reason I wrote it and it's just one of them one of them songs that is inspired by pure talent of, of their band really getting through to me and, and it's, it's probably one of my favourites on the album as well. Let's start a band. Everyone thinks it's like from my point of view, but it's a song I wrote. Um, I, I wasn't signed, so I was I was still like kind of wanting to be a musician or whatnot. And it's just it was a song about people like me, people that are in bands, other solo artists that, that want nothing more than music. They'd absolutely die to have a career in music, but they're struggling. And it's just really about how how people just live for music, how all they think about is music and it's just a song for all them people that are struggling to get signed and, and that just want music to be their career instead of just a hobby and it's basically just that, it's just a song for all, all us struggling and failed musicians. It's a song about the, the wonderful venue, the, the Barras down the, the east end of Glasgow. And just every time I've been there, it's it's been truly amazing. And I always thought, oh, how amazing would it be to play on this stage? And, and everyone raves about it. Everyone that's played there says, oh, the, the Glasgow Barras is amazing. And I just thought it was about time that it had its, its little song and, and it thoroughly deserves somebody to write a song about it and, and that's what I'd done. I just remembered all the all the, the thoughts I had every time I'd been there and, and all the memories it conjured up every time I thought about it and, and put it all down on paper to, to a bit of music. And when the night turns to day and all the people 
everyone has somebody they look up to and they might say that they don't but they do like be it a football player or a TV presenter or a movie star and you look up to them and although us people we, we might, might not ever achieve things like, like being in an Oscar nominated blockbuster but I feel that you should still be happy of your achievements even if they're not as great as, as winning the Oscar or winning the Golden Globe you should still be happy about it and it was just a song about being proud of yourself and, and actually believing in yourself and, and being happy when you you achieve your own dreams even if your dream was to, to move up to supervisor in a supermarket if you achieved it you should be proud of yourself and, and not feel that you have to compare to all these all these famous people around you and that's what the song was about song that I wrote um, all my friends all my friends know as well and it's just it's you always see these things that um, there's there's two people and, and they're really good friends but one of them wants something more and, and the other one doesn't or they can't say and it's just that whole kind of forbidden romance thing and it's it's happened to loads of people I know and it's probably happened to me as well where there's somebody that you're like oh but it's never going to happen and I just thought I'm going to write a song about this because it's a great subject matter it's probably happened to so many people in the world and you've seen it in so many movies and things like that there's always boy and girl best friends one of them loves the other one but it's never going to happen so it's, it's a simple a simple little love song about love that will never happen Boris' wife is, is my little rant. I mean, um, like I said, I'm, I'm not overly caring the whole celebrity thing, especially not people that don't deserve it. It's a horrible celebrity obsessed culture that we have in Britain. But the footballer's wife tells her troubles and strife. I just don't care in the end. Who is she to pretend that she's one of them? I don't think so. The Road to Home, um, it's a sad little song. I, um, when I was, it was 1991, so I was probably, I was about four. And it was my best Christmas ever and it still will be and it always will be. My mum and dad got my sister and I a little dog for Christmas. And I remember coming in and they'd put him in a little box and he was just peeking his wee head out, out the top of it. And me and my sister were like, a dog and, and my dad's got it all on, on home movies and, and my, my sister goes is it real <laughs> no it's not real but um and we just absolutely loved him and he was called Jackson because that was the time we were all obsessed with Michael Jackson so he was named after that and he was a little miniature schnauzer and he just became part of the family like we absolutely loved him and he was such a character he'd do all these random little funny things and 
the first time he'd, he'd kind of somebody left the gate open in our back garden so he'd got out and the first time it happens you're like oh no because you're I mean four years old you're just absolutely devastated where's my dog gone but like 20 minutes he came back and we're like all right it's okay but then he kept doing it every time somebody would leave the gate open or every time the front door was left open for more than two minutes, he'd be out like a shot. But he'd just go on these little walks. Like he'd, he'd go down, like we lived near like, the, the Fourth and Clyde Canal where there's all this, oh, that's where everyone takes their dog for a walk. And you could, he'd come back with twigs stuck to him and everything. You're like, oh, he's been down there just for a sniff. But he'd always come back again and, and he'd always done it. And we'd just get used to it and then... Two years ago, he, he was he was really ill and he was just complete old age because he was about 14 and he, we had to get him put down because he was really suffering and it was just such a shame and we were absolutely devastated, like all of us. Like even my dad was crying and my dad never cries and, and we're just like, oh, poor Jackson. And I thought I'm going to write a wee song about him. So the song The Road to Home is about Jackson and about how he always went on these wee journeys but he'd always find his way back home to remember him really. <laughs> are falling from the trees and the snow is coming don't you know but I'll still remember which way to go I'm on the road 